Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay. Today, associated with what it was called at the time the Nirvana Project, 1999. I returned from the US at the end of 1998, just exhausted and stunned, and actually quite ill as well. My thought was that potentially, particularly with the kind of discussions that I was having with Apple, that they may offer me an internship or some way get back to, you know, working in the US and what was particularly fascinating was, I think, even prior to the Noble Ape development, even prior to the Nirvana project, I think in 1995, I had been offered an internship at Apple with a fellow who had a startup that he was trying to cultivate while he was working at Apple. And they had taken a particular interest in my compiler software and also some of my 3D sound software. But this fellow had disappeared. I think he'd either left Apple or been fired. So when I went... In 1998, I thought potentially that this might actually yield the internship that I've been looking for at Apple. But actually, I returned to Canberra, Australia, feeling a little bit like a schmuck, feeling a little bit kind of underwhelmed that I put so much effort in trying to get to the US and it had really not come to anything. And through this period of time as well, I recorded the Mind Monkeys and Perfect Beats CD, CD-ROM, which contained a lot of this emotion associated with the fact that I thought things would work out. I thought I'd end up in the US and I thought I'd be able to continue developing Noble Ape and, well, Nirvana as it was called then. And it really hadn't worked out that way. I returned to Canberra, Australia. I still had about six months in my degrees to complete. I was in a curious position, really, because I'd done two degrees in parallel and I'd organized a lot of stuff around these two degrees. But Really, my time at university had come to an end. I did go to university for the first half of 1999 to complete some courses. I think it might have only been two courses, maybe three courses, on my science degree that I'd missed out on because of the glandular fever mono earlier. But I'd basically done a relatively hectic academic schedule, and I was interested what was going to come associated with just getting back to the US and doing my development work. In 1999, I scheduled a series of meetings in the US and what originally turned out to be a three-week trip turned into a three-month trip when I had some connection with a fellow. Well, I didn't have some connection. I discovered that a fellow was embezzling money from the company that was sponsoring my development. And that basically extended my trip, you know, four times. It turned a three-week trip into a three-month trip. I think I've talked about this somewhere previously, maybe even a short funk recording. And based on this, I extended my trip further. I went to the UK and Europe in order to meet with a wide variety of people. And it changed the whole dynamic of the trip. I was able to add a few additional cities in the US and just a few leisurely meetings. I was able to go to Chicago to explore a virtual reality installation. It basically became a far more prevalent trip. When I got to New York City, and I'd already met Steve Wozniak and done a bunch of other really interesting stuff in University of Houston, these kind of places, I met with a media theorist called Doug Rushkoff, who I'd been communicating with even prior to the Noble Eight development, or even prior to the Nirvana Project as it was then. I spent a day and a half with him. I met with a group that was working with Palestinian and Israeli children, getting them to play together, and a variety of other things, and had a few meals with Douglas Rushkoff, as well as just exploring certain aspects of New York. 
I then moved on to London, and by the time I reached London, Douglas Rushkoff had written an article on my work without my knowledge. It had been syndicated in more than 20 publications worldwide. It was a sense of me as a kind of dreamy developer character who was wandering through the world, creating the simulation that had a number of underlying theories that were genuinely revolutionary. And although all the elements weren't there coherently and if he'd fact-checked some of the components, it would have been written slightly differently. It was a life-changing article, and it projected me back to the US faster than my legs could carry me. There was an interesting incident when I was staying with someone in Berlin. I called him up before I arrived there, and he said, you probably should check the internet. You probably should get a sense of what's going on here, because, quite frankly, this thing has exploded, and you need to get a handle on it. I'd received more than 10,000 emails over this period of time. It basically shut down my email server in Australia. I had to go through and download everything and then delete it. And it was very curious when traveling, having this kind of problem, because it was just completely overwhelming. And by the time I got to Austria and Switzerland, I'd already planned to meet up with people that had contacted me. And I returned to Australia fundamentally a different person to outline how I was going to get back to the US and how it was relatively on my terms. The company that had sponsored me up until now rushed through a visa to enable me to go to the US, and I set up a holding company for some of my intellectual property at that period of time. Really, I was kind of exhausted, kind of in shock. It was all very strange, particularly because only a year before, I was in a circumstance where I felt that everything had failed and I, you know, I was just in a bad place a year before. And this was beyond my wildest expectations. I had a chance now to go back to the US on my own terms, to meet with who I wanted to meet with, to work with a number of different startups. And it was a very exciting period of time. I arrived in the US and towards the end of December 1999 with a set checklist that I wanted to enact. And a large part of that was taking some of this technology, which had come directly out of the Nevada project, and utilize it in a variety of startup ventures. Tom Barbele in San Jose, signing out.